Hello, it is Ryan, and we could all use an extra bright spot in our day, couldn't we? Just to make up for things like sitting in traffic, doing the dishes, counting your steps, you know, all the mundane stuff. That is why I'm such a big fan of Chumba Casino. Chumba Casino has all your favorite social casino style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere with daily bonuses. That should brighten your day a little. Actually, a lot. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. BDW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. Recorded live. Hey, folks. This is Mark the Smart Mark starting us off tonight on the False Finish uh, we're just coming off of Extreme Rules, and let me give you a little bit of a rundown about what we do for those of you who are tuning in for the first time. We are a podcast that deals with professional wrestling, primarily Monday Night Raw, though we may expand to beyond just Raw. We, of course, do pay-per-views. Uh, we can be reached on Twitter at The False Finish. We can be reached via email at thefalsefinishpodcast at gmail.com. Uh, we, of course, are right now live on TalkShoe, and we are hoping to expand beyond that. I am, of course, as I said before, Mark the Smart Mark, uh, my longtime buddy and host here. This would be Ace Alexander. Ace, how you doing? I'm doing great tonight, guys. I just finished up watching Raw myself. Enjoyed the pay-per-view yesterday. Looking forward to talking about that. But um, yourself, Mark, how you doing? Yeah, not too bad. Just got done watching Raw. It was kind of an interesting thing there, and... Uh, there were some parts I liked, some parts I didn't, and of course, uh, we're doing, of course, for those of us who are longtime listeners, we got uh, we got the Mark Effect, and then I think, uh, we're not doing the Ace Effect, uh, the Ace in the Hole tonight, are we? Are no, we, we are doing the Ace in the Hole We tonight. are doing, okay. So yeah, we got a little something that's going to be coming up for you in a couple of weeks, we'll tell you about that as it comes, but we do have uh, the Ace in the Hole, we've got the Mark Effect, and uh, we're going to see whether or not you people are still enjoying us by... Whether or not we are still on the air. <laughs> well, <laughs> yeah, we're not going I had to come up guys. with something for that. But all right, so let's um, let, let's see, Ace. What, what else? You got anything interesting uh, to tell us today before we jump into Extreme Rules? Yeah, we got some big news, Mark. We got some really right, so big news. All right, so tell us. Lay on us. So, so first off, before I give you the big news, I'm just going to give you a little insight into what the Ace in the Hole is tonight. Ace in the Hole. I'm going to give you guys my top five picks. Right, we're going to the top five this week. My top five picks on who should be offered a contract in the for the Ooh, WWE. Top five guys that aren't in the WWE today. Some of them may have been in the WWE at one time or another. Some of them may not have. But I'm giving you the top five guys that the WWE could benefit from signing today. So that's that's the that's the ace in the hole. Hey, Mark. Before I go into the big news, what are you talking about tonight on the Mark Effect? Well, it's kind of ironic that you were talking about who should be signed. I'm going to be talking about something that I really wish would actually be done in a better way than they did, and that's uh, the talent trade that was going on between WWE and I think it was All Japan that they had that talent trade with recently because they never really did very much with that. I mean, they, they signed, I think it's Kenta to, uh, to NXT, but they had a lot they could have done with that, and they really didn't do a lot with it. And I'm going to basically talk about how they dropped the ball, and you're going to find out a little bit about a company that actually did it sort of right Good deal. from a couple of years back. So we're going to take a little bit of a trip into the past and compare and contrast with today. So, all right, so we know what's awesome. going on with the Mark Effect. We know what's going on with the ace in the hole. So lay it on us, my man. Tell us well, what the big news is, because I think I know what the big news is. I don't know if I know what the big news is. I think I know what the big news is. But let's tell them what the big news is. Well, the big news is 
we changed the name for the Raw Rundown. Oh. We're, but we're, na- we're now calling it right after wrestling. Right. You, you guys take that, you know, the first letter of each one of those words, and you tell me what it spells out, but we're just going to refer to it as right after wrestling. If you, um, if for you now, have, until it, somebody actually says you should just call it what it is, because go oh, with the acronym. Hey, hey it, is, it, is, it is right after wrestling. But no, I, I kid a little bit. We, we, do, we have changed the name for the Royal Rundown, but that's not the big news, Mark. We know what the big news is. Of course. We're, we're getting ready to introduce a pretty cool, impactful, uh, hip uh, segment that we're going to have on the show. And as you guys know, we've, we've started off small. Just doing the the raw rundown, aka right after wrestling. We're now going live Monday nights, so Monday nights we're live every week. You can get us just about eleven fifteen every week. We'll be doing this broadcast live for you guys. You're welcome to listen. Yeah, in give or take a minute that, or two, depending on what's going on. Yeah, but we're going to be right there, right after wrestling, and we're going to be we're going to be plugging the false finish. We're going to be going through our podcast. We're going to be going through it live, taking questions, possibly taking callers from the fans if they tune in and they'd like to get their uh, voice heard by the listeners. But now that sounds as, like it's going to be fun, so anybody out there listening, you just heard it straight from the man himself. But as we expand, you know, we started off small with this vision of a podcast with two guys who really enjoy passion for pro wrestling. That's what we did. We've expanded it, though, because professional wrestling isn't just what you see on Monday night. It's not just what you see on Thursdays on SmackDown or even Impact on Fridays or, you know, Ring of Honor, wherever and whatever day that's broadcast for you guys. It's not even limited to just what you see on YouTube. It's all across the world. So with that said, we've expanded beyond just doing the right after wrestling review, the pay-per-view reviews, our little uh, contest between Mark and I, friendly, you know, wager, you know, about who's got the best picks for the pay-per-views. We're expanding. We're introducing the Locker Room Lowdown. And what the Locker Room Lowdown is, Mark, is, as, as you and I both know, but the fans don't know, that is where we're going to take a caller. We're going to get a caller on the line, but not just any caller, a professional wrestler. We have five questions that you and I have hammered out. We 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 went to the we went to the iron. We grabbed the big sledgehammer. We started pounding out you know the the paper, <laughs> the pen, just working it out, designing five questions. We feel that can draw. We hammered out a paper and a pen, folks. That's something real blacksmithing. Like that. That's yeah, blacksmithing. Real blacksmithing when I, you can I, actually I, take metal and turn it into paper. This you man know is it. an alchemist. You you know it. So with that <laughs> said, we're, we've got these five questions that we feel are you're going to get to know the wrestler. You're going to get to – basically, these are questions that are going to give you an insight inside the locker room, inside the mind of a professional wrestler, not just a bunch of guys who have either had a little part in the business, not just a bunch of guys who have enjoyed wrestling on TV and you know in the form of live entertainment, but from a guy who's breaking his back, a guy who's jumping off the top rope, a guy who's walking down the entranceway every weekend, every month, whatever that may be, may have been doing it for a year, may have been doing it for 10 years, could be 15 years. But we've got two interviews lined up coming up in the next few weeks. We yep. have we have In Your Face Pro Wrestling's heavyweight champion, Drake Evans, coming on. We're going to be interviewing him here in the next few days. We're working on all the fine details on that. We're going to be interviewing him for the first locker room lowdown. Then... Once we're done with him, we're going to be doing another interview with a gentleman named Len Oddity. And he's an independent wrestler, just like Drake Evans, who also has had time in In Your Face Wrestling. These guys have a history of their own. You can look them up. Go out there. Google search them. I know they have Twitters. I know they have Facebooks. I know you can find them all over the Internet. You can find them at IYFWWrestling.com, I believe. Uh, They have information about them there. I don't know if they have their contact information, but they have information out there. Look them up, guys. But those two are two interviews we have coming for you. Here's the kicker. 
They're not going to be live on the call with us, though, every Monday night. We're going to be recording that call with them separate from our live broadcast because we want to give you fans the direct attention you guys deserve. We also want to give the pro wrestlers a, a comfortable amount of time, you know, in a reasonable hour to discuss and answer the questions that we have presented them. So with that said, when are you guys going to hear that interview? Well, that's the interesting part. What we're going to be doing is right now you can currently grab our podcast and listen to our podcast live every Monday night, right after wrestling, and you can listen to the false finish there. But then, as we're continuing to expand, we're going to be up in the next couple of weeks where you can directly find us on iTunes. We're going to have a website up and running. It's going to be a generally small website, but you're going to be able to go, you're going to be able to subscribe to us on iTunes. Kicker is that if you go subscribe to us on iTunes, that's where you're going to hear the interview. Once we're done recording the podcast live on Monday night, we're going to take that false finish. I'm going to take it back to our uh, our computer guys, our IT support. Our IT support is going to run it through. They're going to plug the interview in. It's all going to sound like one long pot, one larger podcast, so you're going to be able to listen to our show in its entirety with the did with the additional piece of the interview with the professional wrestlers. Right now, our current goal is to try to get that as frequently as possible. Right now, we're currently lining up all those wrestlers. If you have any recommendations for pro wrestlers you'd like us to reach out to to try to get on the show, we'd love to have them. If you want to hear them, we want to have them. We want to ask them these questions. We want to bring them in, give you some insight into their mind, into their life, into what they've done to be where they are today. Absolutely. And at some point, we still got to get a couple. I, I know we were talking about it. We're still looking to put the uh, podcast episodes up on YouTube at some point once we get that all figured out. Yep. So for those of you who have seen the... Last couple of episodes, I know those at least I think we're probably going to put on YouTube. I don't know what we're doing with the iTunes stuff after the, after we put them up on iTunes. I think that's just where they're going to stay. They're going to stay on iTunes. Yeah, you'll be able to get us on iTunes. You might be able to get us through the website. Not exactly sure all of our distribution methods that we're going to follow through with, but we're definitely going to iTunes because everyone uses iTunes. Just about, all, yeah. You know, they're all out there. It's just a fast, efficient manner to get the word out, get a, pol- a podcast to a centralized repository for you. That's iTunes. That's where we're going. But the big piece is, the big news is, we're going to be interviewing the pros. You know, the indies, you know, the guys on TV, some guys that aren't on TV anymore. We're going to be doing it. We're going to be reaching out to every one of them. I've already, you know, I've already put my feeler out to about five or six other guys. And to those of the, who are already, of names. course... I'm not going to name any of those names because I don't want to commit to them if they're not able to make it on the call. I don't want to disappoint, but I will tell you that I have reached out to at least six other guys, and some of them have been on WWF, WWE TV in the past. So some of them have been uh, champions in those shows, in those in those promotions. So I look forward to hearing back from some of those guys, getting this show up and running, spreading yeah, the word. Yeah, absolutely, and keep me apprised of that too, do. man. You know how things are going with my machine, so. Oh, yeah, we know. We got you, though, Mark. We got you. So, so with that. And, um, yeah, so let's, uh, before we jump in, though, let me just make a quick thank you to Drake Evans and Len Oddity for the fact that they have committed. We're very much looking to hearing from them, and uh, we hope you guys will enjoy the interviews. So with that done, let's jump right into Extreme Rules. You said you had the, you've got the results right in front of you. Let's yeah. see who won this one, because I, I kicked your ass at WrestleMania. Yeah, no, I mean, I don't even think he kicked my ass. I just didn't have an ass left when it was all done. That's just <laughs> the way it was. So Yeah, at WrestleMania at that point, I think you were pretty much minus an ass. Now what you get to get your ass back. 
Extreme Rules, you, you know, you had the first match, and I'm not going to, you know, we're going to kind of try to keep this short and simple to it. The pay-per-view isn't the biggest pay-per-view of the year. It's not WrestleMania. It's not even Royal Rumble. It's not even SummerSlam or Survivor Series. It's, In my opinion, it's just another filler pay-per-view to get us through the year. They have a little bit of build-up to it after WrestleMania, but it always seems like it could be a letdown because of the fact that it isn't one of the big four and, you know, there's the oversaturation of pay-per-views, which we previously discussed a little yeah, bit. Yeah, we really, so, I mean, they really need to start cutting back because the storylines are just kind of like ramming into each other, and it's yep. not helping. Yeah, you know. so with that, I'm, we're going to run through this relatively uh, quickly. So we had the Ambrose versus Harper match, and in the Ambrose-Harper match, Mark, you took Ambrose, I took Harper, and the match, while it didn't end in the you know, simple fact that it was right then and there, and at the end of the match, or what looked to be the end of the match, they got in a car, left the building, eventually came back later on in the show to finish the match out in the ring. They did a lot of well, hard work stuff. Fight. What do you expect? Right. Oh, yeah, no, it was interesting. I liked the way they did it. It wasn't simple, plain, you know, let's finish it right now. You know, so it, it was good. It kind of reminded me of, um, uh, laugh if you must, but WrestleMania 12, the backlot brawl, except in reverse. It's like they started out of the backlot brawl and they came to the arena. Here, they were in the arena, they left, and then they came back. Is that the Roddy Piper that Goldust? Is that Roddy Piper Goldust you're talking about? Yes, yes. Yes, okay. Yep. No, I, I do recall that, and that was similar to the way this went, and the way it worked is Ambrose got the win at the end of the match. It was a good match. They threw a ton of chairs into the ring. They both worked their butts off, two of the hardest workers in the um, WWE right now, so Absolutely. I enjoyed the match. I've been saying this before. Ambrose is one of my favorite guys right now. He is batshit insane, but I love it. Followed up after that match, we had Dolph Ziggler versus Sheamus in the Kiss My Arse match. And Dolph again, won. Dolph won, he, he so that's another win. point. Just, that's another point for you, Mark, because I took Sheamus in that match. You got Dolph yep, at and, two to zero. Uh, technically, technically, Sheamus got the prize, but he well, didn't earn it. Yes, right. It's so, and actually, so. while watching it, I was thinking last night. I was thinking, man, I still won because Sheamus still walked away the winner, even though well, he, no, didn't, he walked even though away he lost. The prize, but he didn't yeah. win. Yeah, I don't know if that's a prize though. So. The whole situation there is a little awkward, but I digress on that. So Dolph Ziggler, Sheamus, it was a decent match. I still, you know, I think Sheamus. I'm still two to your zip. Yeah, yeah, oh yeah, and I think Sheamus is uh he's the hottest heel in the in the WWE right now with the which fact is kind of hilarious considering the guy still looks like a giant rooster. I'm sorry, dude. Oh yeah, he without still a doubt. looks like a goddamn rooster. He, he looks a little goofy, and I get that, but he also looks tough and mean, and like he could rip oh, somebody's head off. I love the stuff in the beard. So. I love the yeah. stuff in the beard. It's just the mohawk. I swear to God, it's like they they finally got the rooster effect that they were trying to go for with Terry Taylor right, except <laughs> it was like thirty years after the fact, and nobody gave a damn anymore. Yeah. So, so now, the look has really got to go, but other than that, I mean, as far as the hairstyle, that's got to go, but. The yeah. re- otherwise, he, he looks fine. I still don't like the music. I want his old music back. He was fine with the old music as a heel. He could do it now. Yeah, now with that, we had, you know, Sheamus, you know, walked away the winner, essentially, even though he lost because he got Well, he lost, again. but he got the prize, so. That is true. That is exactly the situation. So, well, after that, and I don't know if I have these in order, we had picked, we might bounce around here a little bit just based on my sheet. We yeah, both go for it. We both picked Roman Reigns in the Roman Reigns last stand man, last man standing match against the Big Show. We both got that match correct. There was some really so you awesome. Finally got on the board. <clears throat> yeah, I got one point. One to your three. Um, so the way it went was it was actually it was 
was surprisingly was a good match the way it went. I really liked that they had some solid bumps in there. The, there was a moment there where the Big Show picked up uh, Roman and he chokes him over the top rope through two tables on the outside. Yeah, that was ouch. That, big that was ouch on uh, so many levels, dude. They, I'm impressed. Not... I mean, props to Roman for even taking a bump like oh, that. Yeah. that. That's really wicked dangerous. Yeah, I, mean, that, I, I, I mean, if you look at that, that that's, all, that's not as dangerous as something I saw during the Monsters Ball a couple of years back at TNA Genesis, but it's damn close considering the fact that you're looking at like almost like 15, 25 feet up when you consider the ring, the ropes, and then the big show himself. Yeah, yeah. And then they went through a barricade, they went through a table, then they, while he was laying on the table, while he was laying, he got speared through one table, I believe is what it was, and then the big show did, the Roman Reigns, and, and then he got flipping the table on top one, yeah. Gets the win. I think it was a good. I think it's the only way the match could have gone. I think Roman had to get the win there to keep. Progressing. Well, it was either that or they were going to go the way they did it with Alberto Del Rio. And I don't think they wanted to repeat that so quickly after the fact that he just left the company like what two years ago. Yeah, yeah. So with that, I think that uh, it, w- it went exactly as we planned, which leads me to the next match that's on our sheet here, and we had the BRC versus New Day, which I won. Yes. <laughs> I took the new day because I did. I pictured it being the heels. I still got the advantage, though. It's still my three to your two, bro. Oh, so, I, I, don't, I, don't, don't, don't go, don't go barking about a, about a win there because I'm still on the lead, bro. Hey, hey, I took the dog in that match. Nobody expected New Day to walk away. All right, even, yeah, I'll give you that. I'll give even you that. The, I certainly didn't see it. Even even Vegas had uh, the BRC as the favorite in that one, and they dropped the ball. So, based on that, the New Day is the heel tag team. The BRC is actually a pretty favorable team, which is really interesting because they're heels that have kind of turned face while bringing Natalie heel to back to turning face again because the fans don't want to move. They're so heel versus talented. Heel or is this heel versus heel and face and heel? It's like, yeah. I, I, they're I just too talented. That one. They're too talented, and the fans just are vomiting over the New Day's gimmick, so... Well, yeah, because I think, given that aspect of it, yeah, the BRC pretty much have to be the faces in that, because let's be honest, I've I've been saying this since episode zero, dude, that gimmick, so help me God, I'm not even black, and I was offended for them. (laughs) Right. And the fans, obviously, I think, are going the same way, because they just don't like the gimmick, it's worn, it, it it, it was stale the second they came out the way they did, and they're still trying to push it as if they're still that same way. And, and we'll, we'll get to them when we get to Raw. I'm, I'm really not thrilled with the way they're dealing with, like, the... I don't know, maybe it's just because it is so retro, the way they're handling it. But we'll, we'll get to that. All right, move on yeah, to the next we'll talk match. About we'll that. go to the next match. So, the next match was Daniel Bryan versus Bad News Barrett. But that Which match did not happen happened. because of uh, Daniel's help. And, and we, we talked about this last week... I said there was a good chance this might not happen because of the yep. uh, what we found out ended up being the concussion. Yep, that's what they're saying. That's what last night. So I yeah, I mean, because originally we the, we had heard the rumor originally it was a it was a recurrence of the neck problem and ended up being a concussion uh, type thing. And at this point, we got to wonder is he coming back at all? I mean, honestly, with the, with what we've been finding out about in the NFL and everything. And, and, you know, I hate to bring this up, but look at what happened with Benoit. I mean, when they did the autopsy on his brain from all the shots he's taken to the head over the years and how many concussions he's had, is this basically the end of Daniel Bryan's career? We don't know. I'd like to hope it's not. But I will say this. If it is, at least he gets to go. That would make him one of the few guys who's ever gone out 
with a belt. That and is- if, if he does go out with the belt, at least he gets to say the Intercontinental Champion. Maybe not as good as going out as the World Champion, but you get what I mean. Oh, yeah, without a doubt. And I will say that, uh, you know, I, I, I completely agree with everything you said there. Daniel Bryan may not come back. We don't know. I, I feel like he's going to come back just the way they built up, but we'll talk about that on about the Raw. Yeah, we, yeah Right after wrestling yeah. portion of the call. So, with that said, the next match I have on the list is Cena versus Rusev. We both took Cena, so we both get a point. So, and I'm still put you at four to my three, but I'm yep. still feeling pretty good. So, I'm kicking your ass, man. I'm kicking your ass. <laughs> so with that, then, you know, Cena won. We kind of knew that had to happen. Was, you couldn't have him be, a, like you said it. To yeah, you couldn't make him a paper champion. couldn't be champion. a paper champion. Exactly. And this was the rubber match, or it was supposed to be the rubber match. We'll get to that when we get to uh, right after wrestling. But, uh, yeah, I mean, this, this, this basically was an interesting match. I like the fact that they added on those weird little light things that's, relatively new and it's an interesting way to do it now i will say one thing though that they that they said that was incorrect they said it was the first time they'd ever done a russian chain match they've done russian chain matches in the past they may have had other names but there have been at least a couple of russian chain matches both in wwe wcw nwa awa ecw you name it when i think I mean, of that, that's, not a, match, that's not a that's not a that's not a just... that's not a new match you know, it just reminded me of the Indian strap match from when I was what That's I remember. That's pretty much what most chain matches have become. I mean, it used to be basically you use the chain to beat the living crap out of your opponent and then just pin him. Yeah. And now they've done it with the strap match rules where you have to drag the opponent around to all four corners. So yeah. I like the way they did it. It came down to right down the middle. It was like they had one uh, turnbuckle each that they had to hit. Cena got his after the AA, and it was a very impressive thing. And again, I've said this before, this is something Cena has needed a lot more than Rusev, because let's be honest, Rusev hasn't slowed down whatsoever. He has not lost any momentum. We saw what he did tonight on Monday Night Raw, so again, we'll talk about that as we go. But again, this was something Cena needed, and I'm, I'm really hoping that Cena comes out the winner in this overall feud. But again, we'll get to that on uh, our right after wrestling segment. So let's move right on here. Yeah. Who's got the next shot? So the main event was Seth Rollins versus Randy Orton, and we both took Seth. So another one. Five four, Five my four. favor. Once so again, that, you are good... not only minus an ass. At this point, I think you're minus legs. No, no, no. This isn't so bad. I'm making a comeback, slow and steady. I, you know, I, I, I scored four okay, times, so maybe, four maybe points you've got this time. A quarter of an ass back. So. I, I scored. I scored four points. I, I scored four times more points this time than I did last time. We'll talk about that in a second. So let's just touch base on the Seth Rollins match. Seth Rollins match, there was the back and forth. There was the tease of Kane turning heel. He got and in there. And they've been teasing he, that he all him. month. Yeah, so he, he, he actually attacked both guys in the ring, knocked out J&J Security. All of a sudden, you know, Randy Orton goes crazy, starts hitting RKOs on a few guys, and then out of nowhere, Seth Rollins hits the what he's referring to as the SKO, gets and the three count. An RKO. Right. Here's the interesting thing. The RKO was banned from being used on Seth Rollins, and I think that's how he got around yep. the uh, – it was basically Randy Orton couldn't use it on Seth, not that they stopped him from using it on anybody else. That's true. The funny part, and we'll get to this as we get into the right after wrestling, because Randy Orton actually had a great point about this as Raw started. But, I mean, honestly, I thought it was an interesting match. I loved how they're building Kane. I really think 
even if they're they're not going to build him to any kind of a title or something, I do want to see him turn fully because we're we're getting to that point where I mean the fans are just really really loving it and they want to see him turn into the big red monster again. And I'd oh, love yeah. to see it happen because. I mean, him, him joining the authority out of the blue the way he did made absolutely no damn sense. And I, for one, I'm looking forward to seeing, you know, the big red monster, the big red machine. I want to see him go back to the classic suit and mask. I mean, I, I, he's not going to, but I'd love to see that. But, yeah, I mean, this was an interesting way to end the night. I mean, we both picked Rollins as much as I would have loved to have seen Randy get it just because it would have, it would have furthered their feud, but... You know, one thing way, I will it, it point out. Bad, it wasn't a bad ending, so and, and one, it worked very well to go into Monday Night Raw. One thing before I move on from oh. this and give the points and the current status of our, uh, you know, yearly season pay-per-view picks is that they did have Lana go into the locker room of the Authority and get approval for the match last night at Rest- at uh, Extreme Rules that at Payback Rusev was going to get in one more match against John Cena for the big blow-off. Absolutely. That was announced that, last and night. We're going to talk so about that one, I'm we'll sure, as the weeks that. go on. Yeah. Yeah. So with that, our current standing in the false finish pay-per-view pick, first annual false finish pay-per-view pick with many, many to come, <laughs> is Mark carrying over his five points from WrestleMania, combining that with his five points from Extreme Rules, gives him a total of ten points right now. Well, that said, Ace. Struggled to get off to a good start at WrestleMania with only having one correct pick, giving him a total of one point carrying over from WrestleMania to Extreme Rules to combine that with his score, which was four times better than his last time. So we're now 10-5. I am still kicking your can all over the place, my man. And I'm going to tell you, man, I'm going to tell you, if we get to the end of this coming year, 2016, and I've got you beat... You owe me a damn pizza. Okay. I can, that I can do that. that. We'll figure out something. If it's yeah. a pizza or what, but... But we'll we, figure we gotta it have out. Something, we have something waiting at the end of us for this. <laughs> we will. We will get that figured out. But right now, it's bragging rights, and I'm. I'm going to. I'm going to make a comeback. Well, if we're going for bragging rights right now. I'm winning. Yeah. No, you are. You are. You are, Mark, and, and I'm not going to deny that. So, with that said, we spent a little bit longer on this portion of the call than we wanted to, but we wanted yeah, to bring everybody up to speed. So let's move into right after wrestling. That's what we're here for, Absolutely. right? Absolutely. So, we have started out with Monday Night Raw, and of course. And I've been saying this for a while. Is this a wrestling show or a goddamn talk show? Because no. once again, we had another 20-minute monologue. Or, well, it turned out to be like 20, 20 minutes, but it was like four different guys. Yeah. But, I mean, let's be honest. I mean, you, you knew that Seth Rollins was going to come out and was going to run his mouth. You knew he was going to, you know, start taking shots at Kane. I will admit, I love the Crypt Keeper reference, though. Yeah, that was hilarious. Solid. That, was, that solid. was hilarious. It took me a second, but then I got it. But I also love the Justin Bieber reference, too. right? Yes, and the fans that. just latched onto that. Yeah. The fans just latched onto that, and they loved it because they've been doing the You Sold Out chance for so long. It's like It's been almost like a year and a half now. They needed something new. And whether or not he knew it, I think Kane, in the back of his mind, was looking for something to give him you know, that the fans could really latch onto just to, just, just to chant at him to just get under his skin. And the Justin Bieber thing really worked. Well, if you think about it, you know, so they had this whole promo. It went good. And I will say right now, as having been a, a hater leading up to WrestleMania of Roman Reigns, I am firmly 
cementing myself as a rain supporter moving forward right now because I like what they've done with him. And he, in my opinion, has been given the material to speak way better than he has in the past. His this his right the writer who's writing his stuff is doing a much better job than they had done in the past. Clearly, because I mean his stuff horrible. is getting better. It's not the greatest, but he had a couple no, I mean, of jabs about the Justin Bieber stuff back at him. Yeah, the Seth said, hey, Bieber maybe, or Justin Rollins. I yeah. love that. That was actually kind of good. But he was he said I, to him for that promo. That is actually, I'm wondering how much at this point is scripted in terms of the promos. Well, Are they just giving them a certain amount and then just letting them go now? Because a lot of this feels like it's off the cuff. I would say some of it is, like, there was a reference there where Rain said something to Rollins. Maybe, you know, sounds like he might have to sing us a song there, Bieber. So, you know, I thought that was pretty good, and it seemed like he was, you know, kind of going with the flow. So it was a good promo, got everybody where they needed to. It was the standard opening to Raw. Yeah, that, and I like the fact that Randy came out and goes, you know, I'm not normally the guy to complain, but when even your own friggin' teammate is saying you cheated to win... That kind of gives me a line for a shot. You oh, know? Yeah. So, and then, of course, they, they led into who was actually going to get the shot. And Kane goes, well, I'm going to let the WWE Universe decide. I'm going to say this straight up. I'm going to say this straight up. As much as I, I – I'm not a, I'm not a uh, uh, Reigns hater, but given how popular Randy is, I'm going to say this right now, that was rigged. We'll get on to that later on in the night, but I'm going to tell you right now. The way that was chosen, quote-unquote, I'm telling you right now, that was rigged for the storyline. There's uh -oh. no way. There is no way the results were really what they came up with at the end of the we'll, night. I'll we'll point get, we'll this out that. right now. I'll point, I'll point that out right now, that when they do those, and, and based on what the end result was, I could have told you this was going to be the match a week ago based on a promo video that came out for DirecTV or something about a week ago that showed ah. Rollins, Randy, and Reigns in it. So based on that, you kind of knew going in, and I had read something. Right, well, that, I don't have DirecTV, so I, I was no. not aware of this. I've, I've been seeing yeah. the promos for Cena and Rusev. Okay. That I've been seeing for the better part of the last, like, two, three nights. Okay. Even before Extreme Rules, so I knew that was happening. I just didn't know yeah. who was going to be champion, who was going to be challenger, but I knew that was coming. I did not hear yeah. anything about the uh, the triple threat, but I'm telling you right now, there's no way that was that was legit. You know, obviously now that we've seen the 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 promo for it, or now that you've mentioned it, now we know for a fact it wasn't legit, which kind of makes me wonder: at what point do they start realizing if they're going to have an app like this? Stop pretending like it matters if you're just going to rig it anyway. Because otherwise, well, you know, you're really ta you're really taking that out of the fans' hands if they're saying you're going to put it into the hands of the live fandom. We yeah, we but, know that. But you know, you know we, we know, know that. that work. But the ten, eleven, twelve, thirteen-year-old kid who's got the app who thinks he's participating in Raw feels like you've got a part in the. You know, it's no different than yeah. When, like, they should they should know. let them actually really have that part because. Unfortunately, WWE can't do that because it was a few years back. I don't remember the exact worker. I want to say it was Val Venus, but there was a few years ago they did some like vote for this guy, and there was some guys. There was the internet wrestling community went to town on the WWE, and they pinged the snot out of that app, and they had they had overvoted a guy who obviously was not expected to be in this situation. Do you remember and, who it was? I want to say it had something to do with Val Venus. That's the name that comes to my mind immediately. And he was nowhere near the 
in the picture that he should have been that when they were pulling his name out of that list. So just huh. a little side note, they have to have some control over making that choice because There's otherwise a amount of control, it could, yes, derail, other, it could other, derail their... It's so blatant. I mean... Because I let's think, be honest, Randy was red hot compared to compared to Roman. Again, I don't mind Roman, but dude, let's be honest. Right now, the biggest feud that makes sense, considering the whole situation they just did with the whole Randy Orton thing, is Randy versus Rollins. And there's no way. And here's the thing: they said Randy versus Seth was the seven percenter, whereas the Roman versus Seth was the fifteen percenter, and then the other, the remainder of the thing was the land side for the triple threat. There is no way on God's green earth you can tell me that Randy Orton would get less votes right now when he's red hot compared to Roman Reigns. And again, nothing against Reigns, but there's no way those numbers are right. I would have believed it was the other way around. I would actually completely disagree with you there. And here's my point on that, Mark. The reason I say that, and we don't always have to agree on everything, but I will say that I disagree with you on that, that we've watched Randy and Seth go at it on and off as they were doing the kind of, you know, heel to the yeah, face. Yeah, they've only been doing Randy. it for about a month, though. No, they've been so. doing it for longer than that, because the month would have been WrestleMania to Extreme Rules, and they were leading into WrestleMania with Orton and Seth. you got to remember, they just fought each other back to back. I can see that. And I can see that. Here, here's the piece. The fans have already seen it. They've probably seen the better of the match at WrestleMania with more hype behind it. And then you have the situation with... Do you remember what happened last year at WrestleMania? What did the Shield do at WrestleMania last year? Not this year, but last year. Oh, the clean sweep. What are you talking about? Uh, WrestleMania 30... Right, wait, wait. The Shield wasn't even event. wasn't even around last year. Yeah, they were the year before. Nope, it was last year. They were there. At WrestleMania sure? 30. WrestleMania 30. They were there, Mark. They wrestled. The Shield wrestled the New Age Outlaws and Kane. Okay. So a year a year ago, WrestleMania 30, they wrestled the New Age Outlaws and Kane, and that had in reference to do with their issues with Triple H and the Authority. So fast forward a month later. And that would have been Extreme Rules, which is, and then which was that was the clean sweep, and then the night after that uh, was so, was the so turn. What is, yeah. So what is tonight? Would be one year to the day for the turn. I can see one, that. Yeah. One year to the day, you know, in story wise, you know, it might not be the exact physical day because I don't know when the last. Right. Was, no. Like I that said. Was, yeah. Yeah. That. That pay per view was in May, wise, but story wise, yeah. it's a year to the day after the last pay per view in which the Shield was together when they swept Evolution, which you know was when Seth hit Roman Reigns in the back with a chair, and I was extremely surprised that tonight they didn't plug the snot out of that because they could have used that. So they could have, but again, they've, they've had a history of dropping the ball with stuff like that recently. Which so we've maybe, discussed. We've discussed that. Yeah. But, but I would say that they had an opportunity to leverage that storyline and say, you know, guys, this makes sense why Roman's out here. Not only did he just get rid of the giant for the authority, but a year ago after Extreme Rules is when Seth Rollins first turned his back on the shield and – he did that by hitting, you know, Roman Reigns with the steel chair. Boom. I mean, you add a whole mu- – that's a whole other perspective to that. So if there's any smart fans out there like myself, I can see them voting for that match because the one thing we haven't seen is that conclusion of Roman and Seth. No, they, I can see that. They again, have been building and building and building that. You're talking from a that, smart so. perspective. Yeah. You're talking from a smart perspective. But they're right now they're, – they're catering a lot to the, to, the pure, to the pure mark, the pure sheeple. Perspective, yeah. I think, is where they're going, and you know, 
That's I, why find that, I still I find that hilarious that my friggin' name is, I mean, granted, different spelling, Mark, but you get what I mean. Smart Mark. Yeah. <laughs> That's why we give you the name there. But no, you know, without going too deep and living forever in that little promo and stuff, let's move on with uh, King of the Ring was brought back, which was awesome. Which blew me I'm a huge away, fan about King of the Ring. I've loved it. They announced it. They kind of, I didn't catch it all there in the pay-per-view last night. But when I listened in, I heard something, rewound it, missed it again, went online, didn't see anything, and then today, boom, King of the Rings back tonight. Yeah, like, a friend awesome. of mine actually had uh, had called me about it and asked me, you know, who do you, who's your pick? I'm like, pick for what? And he's like, King of the Ring. I'm like, wait, what? And he's like, yeah, yeah they br- they're bringing back the King of the Ring. Which is and cool because the they did it tonight did and like tomorrow. What I was, they only gave us part of it. I love that. They, they, they could have turned, the turned the entire show into the King of the Ring. Because, I, I mean, again... <laughs> He's looking at three hours of Raw. You could have done the entire tournament within, like, this entire show. You still there? No, not again. Oh, no, I'm here. I'm here. I'm here, Mark. Ugh, what happened? Oh, sorry. No, I had my thing on mute because I was uh, taking a drink of water. Sorry. <laughs> so I forgot to turn it back on. Um, but what I would say is that I like that they have the had split it up. And from a marketing standpoint, it's ingenious because they're giving away the WWE app for free this month. So the WWE Network's free this month. And it's still April. They gave away right, yeah, yeah. on Sunday. And now they had Raw tonight to plug King of the Ring. And then they're going to have the finish to King of the Ring tomorrow. Which, in my opinion, I always loved the old school King of the Ring. You had all the preliminary matches to get everybody set I'm gonna, up. I'm going to drop a little bit of knowledge on you about the King of the Ring. What's that? At one, at one point... It wasn't a crown. At one point, they actually, and you, it's very difficult to find, but it does exist. This was going to be a championship thing that was going to be defended on a regular basis. They actually had a belt for this thing. Wow. They actually had a King of the Ring championship belt. Uh, I, I guess it's because uh, I've seen pictures of it. So it did, it did at one point happen to be constructed. They had a King of the Ring belt. Apparently, they changed the idea around, I don't know why, maybe it was Jerry Lawler, you know, having you know, already been doing his King of Wrestling thing down in Memphis at the time, and they decided, let's just kind of, you know, do our own take on that, and of course, as we know, the crown was not defended that often, and as such, we only had like a couple of different kings of the WWF, we had Harley Race, we had Hacksaw Jim Duggan, Haku, and of course, the Macho Man, who I think was the last one we saw right up until they actually did the idea of the tournament as a major thing. Because originally the basic idea was they brought in King Harley Race, who proclaimed himself the king of wrestling, and in fact Jerry Lawler sued them over this. Um, he had a match with Hogan right before he left, and then when he left, uh, they had no idea what to do with the crown thing, so they just put it on Haku. But yeah, this was originally going to be a belt, this was going to be a championship that was going to be defended. And, you know, obviously at some point Vince said, okay, let's just bring it back. And we'll do you're, the you're right. Thing. I'm actually pulled up the picture of the King of the Ring title for yeah. the first time I've ever and seen. It actually, and I actually it's, just, a, it's a pretty good looking belt for something that was made in like the friggin' mid-80s. For anybody that's interested, just go check our Twitter page out, at The False Finish. And you can actually see the uh, picture. I just posted it on our Twitter so everybody can see what that title is. We're, you know, we're broadcasting live here, so go check it out, guys. And... <clears throat> With that said, I love the old school King of the Ring. I like the preliminary matches that led yeah, to I don't mind it either. the pay per view. Tomorrow is a pay per view, so yeah. Well, that's kind of what it's like. Tomorrow is it's like a one off pay per view in the middle of the week for everybody. Yeah, that's about pushing it. So well, for it, anybody I mean, who's so, got the the ability to, to access yeah. the uh, either the WWE app or the, or the network, so yeah, right. 
So with that, they started and opened with the Dolph Ziggler, Bad News Barrett. Bad News Barrett ended up getting the win due Thanks to, to interference Sheamus. By Sheamus. Again, still being a thorn in his side. So that was an interesting situation. I was really rooting for Dolph, but uh, Bad News one Barrett gets the win. Bad News Barrett gets the win. Move on to that, which then goes into the Tyson Kid versus Big E. Kind of a little building up that and again, feud. This, this is where I had the issue where it seemed like they were going a little too retro on the way he was... Uh, on the way he got that win. But then again, maybe that's just because it is so far removed from the classic retro heel type stuff that maybe that's why it, it, it didn't sit well with me. Okay. Because it, I, I, I had flashbacks to WrestleMania five. Quite literally, when... Um, I, I, I'm not sure if it was Kofi or, or Xavier, but one of them grabbed uh, Tyson's leg when Big E got that move on him, was going for the pin... And I swear, to, I was like, it was like Bobby the Brain, you know, ravishing Rick Rude and the Ultimate Warrior all all over again. Yeah, yeah, you know what? I like it. I'm happy to see it. I don't mind them pulling some of that stuff out. So they ended up doing the the yeah, the looking back there, on it, Biggie. it's probably not as bad as it, as it seemed at the time. It's just yeah. maybe just because it is so retro, you know. Yeah, no, that makes sense. It's a little. I like it. We haven't seen it in a long time, so I appreciate yeah, it. Yeah, no, I mean, you know, looking it's building back up at the it now, hindsight feud. being 2020, yeah. You know? Yeah. So then they had the. Ryback Bo D- Dallas uh, match, which was really essentially a uh, pullback from what happened at the pay per view last night, because uh, Bo Dallas came out and cut his promo saying Bo leave last night. Ryback came out, hit him, and knocked him down. And then tonight they had the same thing happen, except for it was a match, and it was actually back and forth. Bo Dallas definitely got his own yeah, offense. Yeah, I mean, again, a lot of people may not remember this guy. He started was like was it last year or the he's year been around before, for a while. He's been, he's been around for a while. He started off in NXT. He got a special entry into the Royal Rumble. Rumble. I think it was like two, three years ago. He yep. eliminates Wade Barrett, who at that time was running the Nexus. Yep. And they had a very short-lived feud, and then and then Bo just seemed to drop off the map. For anybody who's wondering where he went, obviously he went back to NXT. Yep. Comes back with this whole inspirational speaker gimmick, and uh, you know he's been, he's I don't know where he's been the last. Like half year, maybe he was out on he was injury. Hurt. Maybe they just he was hurt. He was hurt. Right, so there you go. He was doing some stuff. He was wrestling a match against Ryback, and he hurt his he, Ryback hurt his ankle. So uh, Bo Dallas had gotten hurt back then. So they're wrestling. Ryback gets the win. Meanwhile, and then, out comes our buddy Bray Wyatt, who's which was random the, as hell. And and despite it wasn't what you random. may think, despite what you may think, he wasn't the one that uh, he was talking about later on. You still don't think so? I don't think so, because that was so I think random. Because I don't think that this. was random at all. All right, well, all right, so tell me why you don't think that was random. I don't think it was because random. Because at this point, it, it doesn't make any sense for him to attack Ryback, because nothing that he's mentioned has anything to do with Ryback. He did last week. Last week, he talked about weightlifting. When he was in Albany, he talked about kind of like a weightlifting, exercising, muscled guy. So he did plug a little bit there. Hmm. You know, now so, that I, I don't remember that, but I mean... It's it's fully possible, but at that point, though, I still have to wonder why Ryback because he really doesn't seem like anybody that Bray really would have any interest in. He went after yeah. Daniel Bryan and and John Cena because they were these big superstars who were supposed to be these perennial superhero type characters or super underdogs or whatever. And then you've got Ryback, who's mid card at best. I agree. I so I, I still don't think that's true because if it was Ryback, you know, why did he not just mention him in the promo tonight? Because st- it still sounds like he's talking to somebody else. 
And I real and don't forget Sting was a bodybuilder too. And I still think it's either Sting or Taker. And at this point with the bodybuilder thing, I really think he's a, he's aiming at, at at Sting. He might be, but I think it's Ryback. I could be wrong, based on everything I've well, been. Well, we have to see where it. that goes. I mean, because it, it just seems like because again, I mean, he's he's helter skelter. He's Charles Manson. He he creates anarchy for the sake of anarchy, and that's why I really don't think it's Ryback. If he's got a target, I really don't think it's Ryback because that that's if it is, that's like so random because it looks like they're already starting a program between uh, Ryback and Bo, so there's no reason to throw Bray into it. No, I I can agree with that. So, all right, so yeah, so so that was that was one certainly interesting situation. Yeah, then we had the John Cena match. Which was interesting. I liked that. You know, I mean, they, it wasn't even a match. It wasn't really even a match. It was a build-up to uh, payback. That entire thing was basically one long promo. It's probably one of the better ones he's done in a while. You know, and they do talk about And he even says this, and, and I said we'd say that we'd talk about this during right after wrestling. I'm going to say this straight up. If Cena loses the I Quit match... Even if they, they gimmick it, and they're going to, I'm sure if, if he loses, they're going to, it, it will pretty much kill his entire gimmick. Because remember, what's the one thing he always has on that, on that little hand towel or whatever the hell it is? Never give up. If he says the words, I quit. And remember, he drove John Bradshaw Layfield to do it, and Layfield's never done it in his life in the WWE. He had never tapped out, never submitted at that point. But the thing is, Layfield was a heel. If Cena does this, if he actually says the words, I quit, his credibility under that gimmick is dead in the water. They're going to have to scramble to repackage him somehow. And, I'm, and again, at this point, if he loses after only two months with the title, after him having nothing for the last really two and a half years, I, again, I've been saying this for how long, I don't even know. If this happens... His career will die within the span of a year and a half. He'll be gone by 2017 at the absolute latest. If, if, he, if he ends up losing in an I quit match where he verbally says, I quit. Now, if he passes out, that I could take care I, I could take, you know, with some basic, uh, you know, interest because he never would have given up. He could still basically challenge Rusev because of that. But if he, because he flat out says, if he actually says the words, he's done. As far as Rusev, but honestly, if, if, if this is what they're doing, they really probably never should have taken the belt off of him in the first place. I mean, again, he needed it at WrestleMania. He, he still really needs this more than Rusev does because Rusev has not lost anything other than the match with Cena, and he's gotten a count-out loss. And count-outs really don't matter to Rusev. You know, and that, and that one count-out was Survivor Series. You know, so at this point, Cena needs this a lot more than Rusev does. I think they want to build him to the Intercontinental title. They might want to build him to the world title. I wouldn't be surprised if they bring back the, the hardcore belt and give that to him. Because he, he would thrive in a hardcore title situation. Okay, we've got dead air. Ace, did you mute yourself again? Can you hear me, Mark? Yeah, I can hear you. What happened? For some reason, my headset microphone isn't working. Oh, God. 
All right, well, were you able to hear what I was saying while uh, you were dealing with your microphone? Yeah, I, I heard everything you had to say. say and what I'm thinking here is that I have, I have to disagree with you. Okay, give, give me a reason why. Oh, oh, yes. I think we have seen the beginning of what is going to, in the end, be the ultimate demise and heel turn of John Cena. I believe well, like I said, I mean, if he loses at if he loses at payback, I'm pretty sure they've got to repackage him, and and if they if they give him a wrong set, he's gonna he's gonna bomb, and you know, like I said, at, at this point, just pretty much from the moment Edge won the belt off him at New Year's Revolution, they've had to do him as the Superman thing, and at this point, he, he was getting to the point where he was practically a joke. And he needed this a lot more than Rusev. And if he loses, if he actually says, I quit, you know, again, that, that's going to kill the gimmick he's got now. And I don't know if he's willing to turn simply because, again, he's very much about, you know, doing the right thing by kids. You know, whether or not you like or hate that, that part of his personality, the one thing I've always heard about Cena is, you talk, when, when they talk about the fact that he is marketed towards kids, that's because he wants kids to have somebody to look up to. And really, at this point, if he gives up, that's a big blow to the kids that he's really aiming to try to inspire. So at that point, does he actually turn heel, or does he try to keep going with some new face gimmick and then just bomb out in the next two years? Because at this point, he's been around for a decade. He's really got nothing else to prove. But if he's going to stay relevant, he's got to keep the belt for a little while, more than two months. So, Yeah, I mean, I agree to some degree there, but I, in the end, I, I really am going to stick with the disagreeing there. and I feel like we are going to see the heel turn of John Cena. And I believe well, we will see. I mean, I'd, I'd be interested to see if he goes back to the Dr. Thugonomics heel style because he could do either version of that, heel or face. If he went and picked a doctor of thugonomics, hey, great. That knocks him out of the whole Superman Marine thing, brings back the doctor of thugonomics, brings back the rapping, really takes Rusev out of his game because Rusev really, he, he kind of seems to be able to thrive off somebody who's all pro-American. Now you throw in the doctor of thugonomics, somebody who was a little crazy to begin with, that, that could be an interesting uh, future feud. But I, we're dwelling a little bit too much on the Cena-Rusev thing, and, and that's my fault. I'm sorry. Uh, what, what, what's next? What, what else we got on top here? So, And I think your microphone's screwing up again. Can, can you hear me? I'm sorry. One more time, Mark. What was that? <laughs> I said we're getting to the point where we're kind of uh, getting a little too obsessed with the Cena-Rusev thing. Let's move on, and I apologize for that. That was my fault, by the way, because we kind of got talking on something that's kind of a subject that I have a lot to say about. But All right, so we, we got the, the basic thing there. Cena did his promo. Heath Slater came out, and then he got attacked by Rusev. Rusev basically you know, called out Cena, said he's a quitter, said all the, everybody in the arena was quitters. The flag comes down, and then... You know, and, and then they basically went to commercial, and then when they come back, I believe they went to another King of the Ring match, didn't they? Yeah, it was Stardust and Archers. Okay. That's so that was bizarre. 
That was yeah. bizarre. I, I'm still hilariously surprised that they have not sued the WWE yet, referring to Marvel Comics, because Stardust is still coming out with that Mr. Sinister cape gimmick thing there, which is hilarious. Um, both Stardust and R-Truth doing some odd promos that we saw uh, when they do a brief cutaway as they're doing the entrances. I don't know what the hell thing is with the spiders thing, but I, I don't know. I mean, I'm still trying to figure out which one of these two is actually supposed to be the crazier one. And, and, and to bring up something you brought up like a couple of weeks ago, where the hell is Dustin? Where is Gold Dust? It's like they've completely forgotten that part of the story. I've been wondering that myself with that he hasn't been there since before WrestleMania and when they had that botched up mess up there. Yeah, is he out on injury? Is he, you know, is, was it some kind of a family emergency? I mean, I don't know what the hell happened, but uh, I'd like to see that, that, that story resume. I don't know if they're going to, maybe they're going to bring him back as, uh, you know, as straight up Dustin Rhodes instead of being gold dust to say, because remember, his, his whole thing was, Cody has been swallowed up by the Stardust personality. I've got to get him out. So, I, I, I don't know. Um, but, yeah, so our truth advances, which was good to see. Because at, at that point, we really didn't know who else was going to be there. Um, and at this point, it's now basically we've got Barrett versus Truth. And, that, and that's one of the brackets for the semifinals. And then, of course... Uh, you know, and then of course we—I think it's at that point we had the Bray Wyatt. Hello. They went to the yeah. They went to the Fandango a Adam Rose match. Yep, and then that was like, what the hell? Because it's like, okay, so now Rose is basically just turning uh, on Fandango because well, that's not what's turning, just more like it's all a quote-unquote revenge thing. It's like, really? I mean, honestly, Rosa, I mean, you're you're going to be offended because. Fandango is basically deciding he wants to dance with everybody, not just you? Yeah. yeah I mean, was, uh, I, I don't understand that. That, that. that does not preclude her from being able to dance with him. Yeah, it was... Uh, He's just saying, I want to dance with everybody, not just limit myself to dancing with only one person. Because at, at this point, like I said, with Fandango, I mean, this is the same thing with Adam Rose. They're just basically slinging shit at the wall to see what sticks. <laughs> And I apologize for the language, folks. No. There's no other way to put that. No, you hit There's that one no on the head there. Because this is a guy that, for whatever reason, they gave him one of the best debuts in, like, ever. They have him win his first match against, not only, not only against Chris Jericho, but at WrestleMania. And they have done jack all with this guy since. Agreed. So, Agreed. I mean, it's like, like, this, this is literally them throwing shit at the wall and hoping it sticks. Yeah. I mean, it's something uh, like, Three different women now? I mean, Summer Rae, um, the redhead, and then Rosa. So, yeah. and now Rosa suddenly joining up with Adam Rose, which was kind of interesting. They basically had a, a small clothed makeout session in the middle of the ring after that, but that was just weird. Yeah, I... <laughs> I'm interested to see what they're doing with Adam Rose, though, teaming him up with her. So it'll be interesting to see how that goes over and what they Yeah, I'm, I'm not even sure what the point is of that. I, like, I, I, this is another one. I think they're just throwing shit at the wall to see what yeah. works. Because, we, honestly, the biggest storyline in that thing probably would have been Adam Rose versus the Bunny. They dropped the ball on that one. but with no, that, they, dro- they dropped the Easter egg on that one. <laughs> that's a good one. <laughs> Nobody's been able to find it. Good luck. <laughs> um, 
with that, though, then they did the Brie Bellet. We're not even really talk about that because they essentially did the same thing that we had talked about earlier about the, about, Daniel well, Bryan. We have to talk about it a little bit. Because, because Brie gets knocked down by Naomi and attacked. By Naomi, and again, I mean, at this point, I mean, I understand that they're trying to find something for Naomi to do now that Jimmy's out on injury. But, I mean, honestly, turning her into this preppy little outlaw, well, not even preppy, but just like this, this, this straight-out alpha bitch who really doesn't seem to care that really, you know, I mean, first of all, she's fighting a heel to begin with, and now you've turned the Bella's face, which is, how bizarre is that? Because right now, the only face that I really thought that they had on, on, on the roster at that point, as far as the Divas who was actually wrestling, is Paige, and we know she's out doing a movie. So the, the best they could come up with is to turn the Bella's face? But they didn't. At, at the people well, they turned last three night. effectively. They, they've effectively yeah. turned three because the minute you take a shot at no. her husband, who is having who is having health problems, maybe, maybe. I don't know. Three at the very least is turning, or, or it seems to be but anyway. If you at the pay per view last night, Brie ends up hitting this kick to cost Naomi the match. She kicks her in the face, so it's like nobody's a face, nobody's a heel. They're all just it's, well, the, gir- I, I would, just I would, the girls. Out, out of the two. If I had to pick a face, it's got to be Brie because remember at the time, I mean, first of all, it wasn't it? Um, it, it was it was Naomi versus uh, Nikki for the for the title match that she really didn't have the right to at that point because Paige was supposed to be your number one contender. Right. But then again, the problem is the minute you try to because they they kind of ignored the fact that that she was married to Daniel for like the last you know. However odd months, ever since she and, and, and Nikki started being buddy-buddy again, despite the fact that this was a major thing leading into the whole thing after WrestleMania. But now all of a sudden she's talking about her husband. We know he's out on injury. And now you've basically given the fans a reason to be sympathetic towards her, if nothing else. So even if you haven't turned Nikki, you have effectively turned uh, Brie, simply because, yeah, she got involved last night, but think about the mindset she's got to be in with this whole situation with her husband. Yeah. No, you're you're right about that. So, I mean, she's kind of coming off in a face in one way, but then the night before she's kicking the other girl in the head, costing her the match. So to be fair, though, I mean, like... let's be honest, Naomi was, has, has been this, you know, she, she's basically been a punk, you know, since, uh, you know, this whole thing with Paige. And it's like, really? I mean, we only had, like, two friggin' women who were faces in, in the roster, and now we've just got the one, and she's not even there because she's off doing a movie or whatever it is. So now we got we got to figure out who the hell's a face out of like five women. They need to make Natalia go out and beat them all. They haven't the even title. done anything with her yet. I'm not even sure if you can consider her a face or a heel yet anymore. Because yeah, she's hanging out with the BRC, but she hasn't done anything yet. Yeah. So I, I don't even know which side of the line she's on right now. Then they ended up doing the King of the Ring quarterfinal match with Dean right. Ambrose and Sheamus, which if I was to pick somebody going into the King of the Ring, I was I put, it's going to be Ambrose. Yeah, yeah, because I was figuring, okay, you know, and, 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 and they didn't, which I'm kind of pissed at because... Oh, extremely. Because at this point, now we're, we're, we've got a very lopsided uh, bracket. Now it's basically heel face, heel, heel face. Well, which, who is it? It, it? No, it's it's Neville. Well, Neville's, there's like there's like two faces and like at least three heels. Well, no, it's two heels. You, you got Barrett going in as a heel. 
You got Barrett and Sheamus' heels. You have R Truth right. and you have uh, Neville. Yeah, but the thing is, I thought they were going to build more of, you know, basically, here comes Dolph Ziggler. He's coming out and he's just going to pay back the same kind of distraction. Right. Yeah, you think that Ambrose is going to go against. What I thought was going to happen is I thought Ambrose was going to go over. He was going to get put against Bad News Barrett. He was going to, or no, he was going to have to wrestle Harper. Or, you know, like they were going to have Harper go over, have another rematch of him and Harper, have him go over on Harper kind of as the blow-off at King of the Ring, and then go against Bad News Barrett and do it that way, you know, something along those lines. But yeah, it didn't absolutely. go down that way. And then, and then they went with this, cost which match just... Because Ziggler comes out and attacks Sheamus in retaliation, which cost him the match, which I think is going to lead to some Ambrose-Ziggler stuff down the road. Could be. And I'll but, be honest. I'll be honest. If there was any one time I would actually see... Uh, for the first time since, like, the Attitude Era, I would have loved to have seen Ambrose grab that referee and just deck him for that. Oh, yeah. Tell me, because, I mean, he was bro-kicked. He was basically out. Here comes Dolph Ziggler. He basically gets he, he gets Sheamus uh, the win by disqualification. You know, Ambrose is out, you know, and we don't know if he would have actually gotten up in time to, to avoid a count-out or whatever, right. but we'll never know now. And I hate the fact they brought back those damn cameras and that LED board. <laughs> I, I, I was just thinking I about that, and about I, that. I noticed that, you know, as they were doing it. I don't like the LED board. I don't like those corner cameras. They really just they take me out of the action, and they just make me think about how bad that looks on the rings because they don't look right. The Albany show, I loved it. There was no camera corners. There was no sideboards. It looked like a WWE ring again instead <laughs> of basically looking like a circus pageant. Right. Now, with I, that, they did the Damien Mizdat. Oh, no, 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 no. Now they are me. calling Sandow, so now, what is his name? You can feel, now you can feel justified about it. His name, I was just ahead of the curve. I like a head start, that's, you know. Well, look, I still thought that they probably should have kept him as Mizdow for a while. It would have worked. Right. But I love what they're doing with him now. It's basically, they are, because they had him come out, really start talking about his history, his past. And everything, and oh, yeah. yeah, and then out comes Curtis Axel, the Axe Man, <laughs> and basically we find out that uh, Damien can actually do comedy very well with just about anybody, not just the Miz. Right. To be fair, they had a lot of chemistry with the whole stunt devil and everything, but now, I mean, now he's just taking that whole thing up to new levels, and I love that. I mean, he, he was just basically doing nothing but mocking Curtis the entire time, and he did it so well. I mean, he, he again, I mean, I want to see him do more of this because he's got an identity now. He's this guy who will just, you know, he's out there. He's willing to make a connection with the fans, and, you know, he's willing to take, he's even willing to take shots at himself and have a little laugh at his own expense. And then if it's somebody that the fans really don't like, I mean, he can just make make fun of them till till the cows come home. And and you saw they'll go right along with it because they like the fact that he's putting in the effort for it. Yeah. Yep. So. But then they. Again, did. at first I still think that I would have loved to have seen him still be missed out. I think they they dropped the ball on a storyline they could have really used there, where they could have said, you know, here's Damian Mizdow. And then you got Mike Mizanin trying to get back his brand. I think that would have been interesting. Yeah. Because they really, they really did. A, they they blew off that feud way too soon because they they were building it properly. Then they kind of blew it, and then they said, you know, screw it, you know, 
I, I, I don't know. I, I, I really don't know. I think I just think they dropped the ball on that. Yeah, I don't feel I like, like it what was, they're doing now, but I, I wish they would have kept him as Mizdow. I don't think they did right by it. I feel like it could have been done differently, but yeah, with that with that said, King of the Ring final quarterfinal match, Neville versus Luke Harper, an amazing match, great back and forth action, oh, God, the match yes. of the night, the match and of the night. And it was Two also the, the first time we've seen Neville win a match in five weeks. No, no. Yeah. Rewind last night. Neville beat BNB. Neville oh, yeah. beat well, that's, that's, oh, Bad yeah, News I'll Barrett last night. I'll give you that. On but, the pre-show, but, but it was still well, the, the WWE app. Not everybody who, but it's the WWE network. network, you didn't see it. It's the WWE Network, though. And the WWE Network's free this month. So everybody's right. watching it. So with that said. Everybody who's got a computer who can. Barrett last night. Got a big win against Bad News Barrett. All right, it, yeah, all right. But, but again, even still, if you count yesterday and today, those are the first wins he's had still in five weeks. That matters. Because think about this. He has his debut, he gets the win, then he loses four straight weeks. Yep. You know, I mean, I, to be fair, I love the fact that he's in it. I hope he wins the whole thing because otherwise, you know, I'm really going to be a little annoyed if he doesn't because, I mean, don't get me wrong, I wouldn't mind our truth either, but... Neville is just that much more exciting, and I really do want to see more of the guy. Uh, he's got an oddly shaped face. I hate to say that, but I think he, I think he could win it. It would actually almost make sense as to why he had all those losses if they had planned to bring the King of the Ring back for him. And could be. Could so, be. With that, I think that was a great match, good match. Neville gets the win against a Luke Harper who didn't get hurt by this loss. It was a good match. So Yeah, absolutely. With- and it, it was good to see that they are, I think, I hope, planning to, you know, to really build this guy because he does have a lot of charisma. He's very good in the ring. If you haven't seen him yet, go and take a look at uh, some of the matches if they're, uh, if they're up on YouTube on WWE's official channel because I do know they do put up uh, full-length matches, and, uh, and if not, I'm sure there are other people out there on YouTube who have put matches on there. I've seen people who put an entire uh, broadcast of the show on there. Yep. Uh, not, not, not that I'm necessarily saying you should pirate anything or anything. You know, God, no. But if you've got the network, if you've got YouTube, if you've got any way to see stuff that's happened the last couple of weeks with Neville, even though he's lost most of those times, the guy is exciting. And I really do hope they give him the king of the ring just because, I mean, it would really justify a lot of what they've been doing. Yeah. So, all right. So, so from there, I main think event. Comes, main event. Yeah. And that's oh, basically, hold on. Rewind. Did we talk about the Wyatt interview? Yeah, we did, basically. Okay, Remember, we were, ta- we were trying to talk You're about right. who we... You're right. Because we, we still don't know who he's targeting with those promos. I still think it's either Sting. You know, at this point, I'm thinking... Oh, it's yeah, we talked Sting about that because, earlier, much earlier. Yeah, okay. yeah. So, yep. so we jump right into our main event. We got Kane yeah. and Seth Rollins. We got Roman Reigns and Randy Orton. And those two, again, very, very interesting to see how well they gelled as a team, referring to uh, Randy and Reigns. And they did work pretty well together. I, I mean... Say what you may, do what you will, but those two actually have an interesting charisma. Even if neither one of them ends up with the world title down the road, I could see these guys forming a tag team, maybe maybe a Shield 2.0. I mean, for as much as JBL tries to pass off J&J security with, with Rollins as Shield 2.0, you got to be kidding me. you got to be kidding me, Layfield. Get your head out of your ass. Those two are so small, you couldn't do a triple powerbomb with anybody other than Hornswoggle. But no, uh, no I mean, you, you put Randy... Uh, Ambrose and Reigns together as a Shield 2.0. I swear to God, those three would just decimate the ranks. Is because, that I mean, we've, we we know that that Reigns and Ambrose still have the 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 chemistry to be a tag team. We saw that last week. We know Randy can work with either one of them as a tag team because he's done it. 
And then, and this was just beautiful. I mean, the entire match, I think, for as much as we were waiting to see who was going to end up winning uh, the, um, the hell is it, the, uh, oh. the vote, quote-unquote, which and, and we already talked about that, but um, for as much as they were building that up, at the same time, the entire psychology of the match seemed to be built around turning Kane. I mean, yeah. maybe that's just the way I'm reading it. Because no, I, I, I don't have as much experience way. reading the psychology anymore, but holy God, it, it felt like that entire match was built around the storyline of how long is it going to take before Kane snaps and how long is it going to be before the authority is really just screwed. Because yeah. they lost the big show for now. We'll, we'll see him in a few weeks or whatever. But, I mean, now Kane is their big ace in the hole. He's the director of operations for as long as... Uh, he remains in the authority at the very least. And, um, yeah, I mean, that's just one of those things. I'm sorry. <laughs> no, that was, it, was, uh, it, was a good, it was a good main event. The uh, overall feel I took away from it was that everything went as it should have. The progression towards the pay-per-view. We know we're getting Rusev and Cena, four or five, whatever they're calling it. We're four, getting, yeah. We're getting uh, Reigns versus Orton versus... Rollins, which should be a good match because, I mean, Orton and Rollins have proven to be really good together, and I can only imagine as long as they limit the expectations for Reigns and kind of piece him in as needed, it could be a very good yeah. uh, three-way match at, at the payback. I'm actually looking forward to payback based on the direction it's going right now. Um, yep. I'm really I'm excited. I wouldn't be surprised, and this is just throwing a little spoiler out there, and I'm going to call it the false finish spoiler because I only know it to be true in my world of booking. This isn't something I've read anywhere. I wouldn't be surprised if by the time we watch that pay-per-view, it is adjusted from a three-way to a four-way. With the return of Brock Lesnar, I'm assuming. Nope, with the big red monster. Oh, God, if they do that, I would be so in for it. I mean, because then you got three guys that just want Rollins' heads, and it just—I mean—and they, but they could all be fighting each other too, because Kane has kept that, you know, he's kept it alive in him that he's going to fight anybody, and he could look at—he could look at, you know, Triple H could come out and be like, Kane, you know, you really put Rollins in a tough situation there, and we want to secure that Orton doesn't get the title, we want to make sure that Reigns doesn't get it, so. We're going to send you into the match, too, as the fourth man. That way we got, you know, a 50-50 shot of walking out with the title with you and Rollins together. Right, know. but, of course, we all know. The thing is, though, how much would it be a, a case of actually trying to do a 50-50 and how much of it would be trying to just, you know, try to cut Kane out because, they, for whatever reason, they, they just want to back Rollins despite the fact that Kane has proven himself to be one of the most loyal guys in the company. Yeah, it'll be now, interesting I, I can see them pulling double cross like that. Of course, the problem is then you got – you know, just Kane unleashed, and if you got Kane yeah. unleashed, you know you're you're, you're bored. You no, are, I you agree. Are just completely bored. With that said, though, that is the first official right after wrestling review. So, and that's what I call an uncooked review. Yeah, like as if like it didn't get cooked all the way. Well, no, it was kind of raw. Undercooked, don't you medium? think? Oh, actually, yeah, it's kind of raw. <laughs> just didn't think about it like that. You knew I was going to do that joke, man. Don't no, even they, try no, to pretend good. you didn't. No, that was good. That was good. Um, so from there, I'm going to jump right in tonight. And I'm going to bring... Let's go right into the ace in the hole. Let's see I'm going to bring ace here. in the hole. You, you know, I think it's time. You guys ready? I'm ready. So I think it's with ready. This, ace in the hole, right? 
So <laughs> as was previously discussed, actually before we touch base on Ace and all, I just wanna I just wanna throw something out there we forgot to mention earlier. For those that don't know how to get a hold of us, it's follow us at the False Finish on Twitter. Hit us up at the False Finish Podcast at Gmail dot com. Look for us on iTunes. This is the Ace in a Hole with I already mentioned that, you I Oh, I'm it. sorry. It's been a while. It's been a Part while. Of the you're doing that in the beginning. The you, you oh, yeah, did it. No, he's right. And um, if I'm not much mistaken, now we talked about this earlier on in the week. You're working on a Facebook fan page for us, yes? We got a Facebook fan page. It's, it's not. It doesn't have anything on it. I established it. It's the false finish. So you could follow us on there and like us. But there's nothing on there right now. I haven't added any details. Give to us it. some time, folks. But Give us some time. We'll coming. get it in there. Between that. These interviews, we'll talk about it a little bit more when we close out. But oh, God, so the eighth yeah. in the hole. This week, top five. Top five. What what are we talking about? Top five. I told you guys already. Top, top five guys five. that have not been signed that should have been. Well, top five guys not currently signed to the WWE. <laughs> okay, because they may point. have in some capacity been there before. I believe one of them has. So with that said, without any further ado... The number five, Austin Aries, Mr. Oh, Ring of Honor I'm, I'm champion. I'm right there with you on him. I TNA, am right there with you on him. TNA wrestling champion. The guy is a pure athlete. The matches he would put on with a Rollins, with a Reigns, with a, uh, a Daniel Bryan, Dolph Ziggler. These guys. No, I, I understand they've done it outside of the WWE. No, I mean, that's why I'm saying bring them in because we know for a fact that he has done these great matches, and anybody who's never seen these matches before, they're going to be blown away by him. So, dude, I'm right there with you and on Aries. What I they can do on the grandest sure stage of them all. I was not entirely sure about him when I first saw him. When I saw him, I was not entirely sure, but I like him. What they could do on the grandest stage of them all with Austin Aries would be amazing. Oh, God, I love yes. it. I want it. Sign him now. Vince, sign him now. This is one problem I think now. you might see with this, though. Vince, sign him There's one problem you might now. see with that. I'm going to say this right now. There's one possible problem with them signing Austin Aries. What's that? He may be a little too much like punk for Vince's yeah. taste. Because remember, Vince doesn't like small guys very much. Well, I mean... I mean, yeah. we Rollins as, as wrestling Rollins fans... Rollins isn't much as, bigger than punk, though. He's I mean, not I look that much bigger, but he does look punk. bigger. He's got a bigger look from the build. I guess. I, I don't see it, but I mean, I guess it's just he's more of a... The build he takes on the... the the, the way his body builds out, I guess, is a little... Yeah, that's what I'm talking about. From, from the way he looks, he looks a lot smaller than he really is. And I think yeah. for Vince's taste, that's the problem. Because okay. he, he has a problem with guys who don't look ripped. You know, I mean, even if no, they're I small, agree. as long as they've got the look for it to look like they're built and look larger than they are, he'll go for them and he'll back them. He's done it before. He's doing it with Rollins now. But yep. I don't know if he'll do it with Aries simply because Aries doesn't have the... You know, he, he's built, but he's not ripped. And I may think I that... May I have your attention, please, Mr. McMahon? Yep. Sign Austin Aries. Sign Austin Aries! Enough Sign said right Austin there. Aries! Number five, Austin Aries. So number four, I believe he wrestled at some capacity with the WWE in the past. Okay. The Fallen Angel, Christopher Daniels. He... He had, believe it, amazing... you're right, he did. He did. It's actually, um, oh, God. I was watching one of the documentaries, and I don't remember if it was Beyond the Mat or, or one of the others, but they do mention Daniels, ha and they even show him having a match. Cornette looked like he was really impressed with him. This was back when Cornette was working backstage and really looked impressed with the guy. And I the think thing is, and Kazarian. I the think they're both on the same show. Uh, yeah. 
Well, the thing is with Christopher Daniels is he is old. You gotta he's gotta like try 40, it. I know that. He's like 45 now, so they've missed the ball to get the best out of him. But he doesn't. He's not bad today. He's good. Hmm. The piece to Christopher Christopher Daniels. You there? Yeah, yeah I'm here. Are you there? Okay. Yeah, I'm here. Christopher Daniels. What happened? Oh, I, I just thought you cut out. No, it's good. So Christopher. Yeah, no, if I do cut out, just give me a call back in. So. Okay. Yeah, Christopher Daniels, I believe, is like 45 years old. Yeah, you and, mentioned, yeah. Yeah, so he's about 45 years old, and I feel like they dropped the ball in an opportunity with him. But I believe that even if he didn't have a large stay in the WWE with that fallen the fallen angel gimmick, which I believe they could bring him in, just have him make a run at the Undertaker. Yeah, well, look at Taker. I mean, look at Taker, look you know. at Funk. A lot of guys are in like their 40s and 50s and still doing pretty well. I mean, if God says, look at the Boogeyman. Yeah. Look, at how, look at how well he did for a guy who was in his 40s. Christopher Daniels, though, what he could offer the WWE outside of just his in-writing activity is if he didn't have the success with the Fallen Angel gimmick on TV, they could bring him in as a road agent, bring him in as a trainer. He's got so much knowledge and talent and been around the business. Absolutely. Well, the WWE Absolutely. would just benefit from having him be a part of the business. That brings me to number three. The man, the myth, the monster, Abyss. Oh, If God, they would bring yes. Abyss in, he could be... God, yes. So I've been wanting dominant. to see him and Kane go at it for years. I've been wanting to see those two go at it for years, especially because when you first see Abyss the first time, that first match, I was like, wait a minute, why oh, did yeah. he hire Kane? Oh, yeah. Here's, here's the, here's <laughs> the piece to Abyss. You bring him in. Kane, he's a talented big man. Well, he's a talented big man. You bring him in, and what you end up doing is you book him to join the authority and destroy Kane. Send Kane packing. Transition. That would be one way to do. It. I would. I would. You know what I'd love to see though. You know what I'd love to see though. If they turn Kane face, yeah, that's one way to do it. But if they keep him heel, I would love to see Randy Orton or Roman Reigns or somebody or even Cena because they they still have Cena involved in that whole anti-authority thing. Go, hey, guess what, guys? You've had these big monsters. You've had your big show. You've had your Kane. Us little guys, we find ourselves a monster who enjoys inflicting pain for the sake of dealing out justice to the bad guys. Another, because another, holy crap, you could Another addition, another way you could do it is you could have Eric Rowan keep wearing that sheep mask and bring out a new tag team partner in Abyss and do an Abyss and Rowan team where they're kind of like that, you know, because he wears that jumpsuit. Abyss has worn a jumpsuit in the past. Team them together, run them like that, then let Absolutely. them break off. I, I Anything. There's so can. many options with Abyss. Does TNA own the trademark on Abyss's name? Because if not, I mean, Vince would probably snap it up. I don't believe so. I believe it's an Abyss-owned name, but they could name him something else if they needed yeah, to. Yeah, sure. And they would come up with something fine. With that yeah. said, that brings me to number two. There's only two guys left. Well, There's duh. two guys left in the top two that need to be even spoken about. And okay. either one of these guys are interchangeable. But the reason I gave this guy number two was because he slightly fits the mold of the WWE a little less than the guy that I have at number one. Well, come on. Don't hit me in the dark, brother. Number two, the phenomenal one, AJ Styles. Styles. Put him in at number two. I'd love to see it. I'd love to see it. I think he's a, I think he's an opportunity. Even if you just give him bring the him, belt, just give I, him the belt. I swear I to God, I don't know about that. What I right would away, say, but give him the dude. The man's done how much, and, and 
he's only, he's like what a twelve year pro. So I mean, we he's been around for a while. It. But the thing is, his style, his ability to be on the microphone—it's not what the WWE looks for. But what I would say is, you could bring AJ Styles in in the same role that you've always brought RVD in. The guy's going to put on an amazing match. His charisma in the ring is so much better than his charisma and his ability to speak to the fans on the microphone. Let him put on a good show. Let him do a one-year stint. Give him a one-year contract. Let him make his WWE drive. You don't have to put a bunch of guys over him. You don't have to put him over a bunch of guys. Let him run a few programs with some of your talented workers you have there. I'm telling you right now, they could give him the belt and, and people would buy it. People would buy it. I, w- I would certainly buy it. I mean, the man's been, uh, he's been IWGP champion. He's been IWGP junior champion. He's done, God knows, I, I think he's done everything in, in Ring of Honor. You know, I'm TNA not disagreeing. Champion, he's, I'm not disagreeing with you all the way. I just it would have to be built up the right way for him to get the title in no, the No, absolutely. Minute, in I'm saying head. you'd have to build it, but, yes. But I mean, dude, you put the belt on him, fans will go for it because they love the guy. I and agree. there's a reason. And he's, like, he's really good. With that said. Right, so who is one, your number one? I mean, there's only one guy left. How do you top AJ? Oh I oh man, it's pretty hard, but this guy does it. If you were to name somebody above AJ, who would you pick, Mark? If I were to uh, um Currently active uh, wrestler. Currently active? Still active. Uh, I'm going to surprise you here. Uh, Hiroshi Tanahashi from from New Japan. Unfortunately, I'm not familiar with a lot of the Japanese wrestlers. Well, this is the guy that I was telling you about from Wrestle Kingdom 9. Right. No, I I know some of them. It's very hard to top AJ, but he can do it. Okay. But but that's just me. The only other guy that I could think of, the only other guy that I could think of, if you're going to try to top AJ... Is oh god, I can't even think of his name. Um, this man he, fits. The only reason he got the number one and above AJ is because he fits the WWE's mold. He could be a world champion of the WWE. Okay, Bobby freaking rude. Yes, that's actually because, what I was thinking of. Because he has the ability to go in the ring every day and put on a ma- on, on great matches. It's not going to be your high-flying super flips and bumps and stuff like AJ that just gets people you're out not, of the You're not going to get high-flying out of him, but you're going to get at least get, four-star matches out of him. You're going to get a solid star. worker. You're going to get, in my opinion, the closest thing to Triple H I've seen enter the professional wrestling world in 20 years than you've had. He has the build. He has the look. He has the natural charisma. He could do what... Triple H, he could be, tri- he's got the, he just, to me, he oozes Triple he's H. Triple H, Triple H, he's like Triple H 2.0, you're saying. Yeah, that's, I would say he's the prototype wrestler that the WWE wants. He's got the build, he can talk, he def- like he could be face, he could be heel, he could do goofy, he could do serious, he's done it all. I mean, all the, you look yeah, at Team Canada, well, you, know that you look he at everything, beer money, you look at, you know, he teamed with Austin Aries, he's done it all. But Bobby Roode's my number one because he fits the WWE mold, and if he hadn't have been so successful in TNA, I think WWE would have considered signing him. But because they still he, might, so, because I mean, I, I keep hearing that there are problems in TNA with making payroll and a lot of other yep. things. And I, I don't know how much of it is true, how much of it is hearsay. But yeah, Bobby Roode, I could definitely see. You want to hear something funny? Now I know a lot of people have probably thought this. I know a friend of mine has thought this for a while. I had to literally shout him down by going over to the Wikipedia article and looking it up, and I'm telling you straight up, a lot of people think he's Rick Rude's kid. He's not. Oh, oh yeah. 
he he has that Rick Rude look to him. He no, that's why he went with that name. They, because of the name, a lot of people thought it's just another spelling of the same guy's name, and they thought they were that he was related to Ravishing Rick. Well, no. that and they have a very similar uh, complexions, and, and they and do. Look, they do look and similar. That's why but he went with that name. You can tell they're not related. But that's why he went with that name. That's why he went with Bobby Roode. Is it? Because he yeah, had I, I was always under the impression that, because, remember, it was Robert Roode, so I think, I, I thought because, you know, maybe it was just, what the hell. I, but either case, yeah, I could see Bobby Roode. I could definitely see Bobby Roode. I don't know that they put him in the world title position right away or anything. Again, just like AJ, you'd have to build her, but I could definitely see him as a champion. Yep. So that's, I, an, that's an interesting top five, and uh, yeah. Because, yeah, and Bobby was the one guy I was thinking of if you were going to top Rude, or not Rude, if you were going to top AJ, but not necessarily go high flyer, he would have been the one I would have thought of. Him or, or Eric Young? That's that's where I go with, and I, I think that's the one that you got to stick with. I think he's number one. With that said, that's my ace in the hole this week. That's another one in the book. Mark, give us some effect. <laughs> well, it sounds like you're looking to have an effect from a Mark. So let me give you a Mark effect. All right, now we were talking a little bit earlier about, well, actually, we were talking about five minutes ago about people that they should have signed. Here's where WWE should have done better with what they had. Now, for those of you who don't know, I'm going to take you back to about 1995. Now, this is still about a year out from the NWO, so we ain't worried about that. But what we are going to talk about is the Japanese wrestling scene. And we talked about it in episode one. We talked about it with Wrestle Kingdom 9. Uh, for those of you who didn't know, and I'm not sure if it's still going on, WWE had or has going on a talent trade with, I believe it's All Japan Pro Wrestling. And we never saw them bring over any of the Japanese guys, so it makes me wonder why they were even doing the trade, because they sent a couple of their guys over to Japan. I know they sent Kevin Nash, but they've never really tried to do a straight-up international promotion thing. I mean, we've seen international guys come into the WWE, but they've never really been a whole interpromotional storyline. Well, WCW actually did it, and they did it fairly well. In uh, 1995, the story basically went that Bobby Heenan sold a portion of WCW's TV time to New Japan Pro Wrestling. Don't ask me how he managed to do this. It's Bobby Heenan, and this is classic Bobby. So they bring in uh, Japanese promoter Sonny Ono, who I believe actually was part and parcel of New Japan Pro Wrestling. I don't know if that's his actual name, but that's what they were promoting him as. And they brought in some really top-tier talent, like Kensuke Sasaki. And I, I hate to say it, but he's literally like the only guy I can think of off the top of my head right now. I'm sorry. But WCW basically was doing an interpromotional, basically an interpromotional war to see who had the better wrestlers. And I thought they did it very well. They had a lot of great matches. Sting's matches with Kensuke Sasaki was really awesome. Uh, and and they, they built up to it at, like, Starcade 90, I want to say it's, like, 95. It's either, it's either 95 or, or, or 94. I, I'm, for, I'm not really sure which. No, 95. It has to be 95 because 94 was the butcher. Um, but, yeah, they had basically the, the uh, World Cup of Wrestling. Before uh, TNA ever even thought of it, uh, WCW basically had WCW versus New Japan Pro Wrestling. They were going to have, like, this big trophy at the end. And uh, they had a very interesting – I thought it went very well. And I think they could do something like that again because we've seen any promotional stuff in TNA. And we that know it was, works. 
Mark, that you know, was it a- works. And, and I would love to see WWE bring in the Japanese guys. We saw them induct Tatsuji Fujinami into the Hall of Fame this year. The guy's been in the WWE. He knows how to do it. And I know a lot of these guys, they get a lot of respect from, from the American wrestlers just because of how different their style is and how much of a difficulty it is to try to make the translation to the U.S. Look at, look at uh, Great Muda. He is supposedly going on record as saying when it comes to crowds, he believes that the USA was for the longest time his quote-unquote spiritual home as a wrestler because the fans loved every minute of his work. Whether they were cheering him or booing him, they always loved what he could do. And I really think if the, if the, if the industry is going to survive now that really WWE is the only major game in the U.S., because let's be honest, TNA is not really a threat, and Ring of Honor is not even trying to be a threat. They're, they're, I mean, to be fair, which is good because they're trying to be their own stuff. But at the same time, we need to see more of that international talent beyond just bringing in one or two guys. They signed uh, Kenta to uh, to NXT. We haven't seen him come up yet. Uh, he was in the Battle Royal at WrestleMania. We talked about it. They're, they're calling him a Tommy or whatever the hell it is. But we haven't seen him really do anything yet, and I want to see them bring in that talent and show us that they're not just the re- they're not just wrestling entertainment. They're world wrestling entertainment. Really bring in that world atmosphere. Show us more wrestlers than just guys from the U.S. and Canada and the occasional Mexican or, or Latino-American or whatever. Bring in the Japanese guys. Bring in the guys from... Europe, bring them all in. You know, and you got like these guys, the Japanese guys bust their asses for this stuff. You go see Wrestle Kingdom 9 if it ever comes out on DVD, you'll see what I'm talking about. They work interpromotionally in Japan. I would love to see some of that, that spirit of cooperation in the form of wrestling really happen in the WWE because they are a worldwide promotion. They do promote all over the world. Let's see more of it. Show us some Japanese wrestlers. Show us some African wrestlers. Show us some Russian wrestlers who are actually Russian. You know, I mean, I, I may be ranting here, but let's be honest. We need to see more of these guys, and we need to see more of these guys because wrestling is an international industry. It's an international form of entertainment, and we do need to see more of what makes this sport great, and we need to see more of it than just the American and Canadian and Mexican stuff. Bring us some more Japanese guys, Vince. Bring us some Chinese guys. Bring us whatever you can. If you got a chance to work with another promotion and have an interpromotional war, do it better than you did with the NWA thing with Jeff Jarrett as the North American champion and Dan Severn because that was really the only two guys you had. Give us a real interpromotional war. Give us WWE versus All Japan. Give us uh, WWE versus New Japan. Hell, have every promotion in Japan gang up and try to invade the WWE and see whose product was better. It's a storyline that would practically write itself. Do it, Vince. Do it now. And that, my friends, is about as effective as this Mark Effect has been. So, you still there? Yes, I am, Mark. That was a uh, great one. I didn't want to cut you off. I wanted to make sure you were finished up with your Mark Effect. It was a uh, was a very good, informative Mark Effect. And you were correct. It was Starcade '95, as the World Cup of Wrestling took place December 27, yeah, 1995, from, 94, 95 from Nashville, first. Tennessee. Remember, yeah, '94 was the butcher, so. Yep. So it was '95. You are right, man of many things. Uh, knowledge being this one. This is why of, I am the sensei. Sensei Mark, aka the <laughs> smart Mark. With that, that brings us to the end. It's always sad to hear, see you say goodbye. 
it's always sad to end the show. But before we close up, just want to reiterate a couple of things. First and foremost, thank you everyone who's listening. Thank you everyone who's downloading the podcast and supporting us. Uh, it's a free podcast. Gives you the insight into the world of professional wrestling from two guys sitting here uh, basically shooting uh, shit about pro wrestling and doing it and enjoying it. As long as the shit's not shooting back, I think we're safe. Oh, without a doubt. I got my shit shield up, so I'm covered. But, <laughs> yeah, and, I, and, I'm, and I'm sitting inside of an uh, energy shield like you'd see in Halo. Ain't nothing getting in here. <laughs> now, <laughs> with that, you've got the different ways of reaching out to us. Twitter, at the false finish. We are up over. From last week, we were at 19 followers. We're and one, we're like, what, 51, we're I think one week now? later, and as of right this moment, we are sitting at... 51 followers. Oh, sweet. Is that 30? everybody out there who's been following us, thank you. And for everybody who's yet to follow us, thank you in advance. Because, dude, you guys are the ones that are making this the success that we hope it will continue to be. Yeah, and, you know, with that, we also have some bigger, better things coming. I want to thank ahead of time Drake Evans from the In Your Face Wrestling uh, And, of promotion. course, we've got Len Oddity. Of course, we also want to thank for being willing to reach out to us and say, yes, yo, we'll do the interview. And quite frankly, I'm waiting to hear from both of these guys. It'll be very interesting to see what their takes are on the industry and in general, you know, just getting to know these guys a little bit more than we did. Yeah, and it, it's it's exciting. I look forward to, uh, you know, I, I'm looking forward to coming back next week, talking about, you know, actually, let me rephrase, rewind two seconds. I'm looking forward to next week at 11.15, Getting on the false finish call here, having a few listeners dial in, listening to us talk about some stuff right after wrestling, and do the uh, do the ace in the hole. Speaking of ace, right here, he knows what he's talking about next week. Mark, should we? Oh should we tell God, him? let me let me guess. You're doing we... something else, tag team related. Oh man, you know me too well, Mark. Well, and, I, and, I, dude, I've, I've read the roads with you in a while. So, and plus, we've talked about it in the past. You flat out made no secret of the fact that tag teams are your passion. So, I mean, if you say you know what you're talking about, I'm going to assume it has something to do with tag teams, bro. You know it. So next week, you guys can listen in. And uh, at least the ace in the hole, you know, we know we're going to do the, the right after wrestling recap of Raw. And you're also going to have the ace effect. I'm sorry, you're going to have the mark effect. The ace effect? Mark, mark I'm not sure if you have... Sorry, no, 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 no cross promotional, no cross cross promotional uh, segments yet. So Not yet. I know you've got your plans. You're probably working through that still, finalizing what yep. we're gonna do for yours. But I know for myself, I'm actually gonna be talking about top five tag teams the WWE needs to sign today. <laughs> so piggyback oh, I can, I can off what I have. That's gonna be interesting. And I, let me let me make one guess. I'm gonna make one guess. Somewhere on that list is going to be the American Wolves. I don't know. Oh come on! You can't tell. You can't possibly tell me. They're not I, I on can't. That list. I'm I not going to tell. I'm not going to tell. I'm not asking you to tell me where they are on the list. I'm just telling you. You got to You can't tell me I'm wrong about that one. That they're on that list somewhere. You can't I, possibly tell me the other one. I can't tell you you're right though either because if you want to know, Mark, you're going to have to listen in next week. But that's well, just the way it is. I'm going to have to listen in next week. I'm your co-host, damn it. <laughs> so with that, I want to thank everyone again. Thank Drake. Thank Len. Thank Mark, the smart Mark, for leading us in and opening up the Woo! call. To- 
doing a doing an awesome job with the Mark Effect, giving a real solid rundown. I was having some technical difficulties over here during the hey, during, no problem, right after Mary. wrestling. So you no led problem. that well. Thank you very much. I want to tell everybody out there, keep watching us. Keep following us on Twitter. Keep sending us your messages and emails. I thought we weren't on YouTube yet, dude. How can you know what I'm We're not even about. on camera. Watch the tweets. Watch the tweets because we're tweeting. I'm up to 69 tweets as of right now. That's a weird uh, number. Sweet. So, hey, sweet. check us out. We're at 70, so we're tweeting right now while we're podcasting. So 70 with, what, followers? No, we're at 70 tweets. I've, me- I've ah. sent out 70 messages to other people. So well, there you go. With and again, that. for those of you who are, who are just tuning in just as we're leaving, well, actually, if you're, if you're tuning in just as we're leaving, where were you? But again, yeah. um, for those of you who are following us or want to follow us on Twitter, we're, uh, we are at the false finish. If you want to get us uh, an email, we are at the, we are the false finish podcast at gmail.com. We are uh, working on the fan page on Facebook. Ace is going to put up a URL for that if he hasn't already. And uh, we are working on getting our own website set up. And, of course, we are looking to get put up onto uh, iTunes as a regular thing. And for those of you who missed our big announcement earlier tonight, we are getting in a few interviews in the next few weeks. And we may be getting in some more in the future. We're getting at least two that have been confirmed. That's uh, Drake Evans and Len Oddity. Again, we want to thank them for being willing to sit down with us. You will get a chance to hear that. Uh, in the future on the false finish, but you won't be hearing it on the live broadcast. You're going to be hearing that on the iTunes, which will be the complete podcast, which will feature uh, our regular broadcast plus the interview. So this way you get a chance to hear that entire thing straight out because, of course, we got to remember these are guys who are going out and, and you know hitting the roads a lot, and they're being you know nice enough to sit down with us, and we want to have the time to really give them a chance to – uh, let us get to know them through our interviews, and of course, we're going to have five major questions uh, for each of them, and it should be interesting to see how that will all play out. So, hey, Ace, Mark. what do you want to say here as we're closing out? Hey, Mark, what's that thing you say about the uh, indie wrestler? Ah, yes. Try and always make sure to support today's indie wrestlers because you never know what may happen. Today's indie wrestler may be tomorrow's mainstream WWE superstar. You know, I like that. I like that a lot, Mark. And, you know, Daniel Bryan, 10 years ago, was your indie darling. He, he pretty much was, yeah. He main invented WrestleMania last year. So is Drake is Drake Evans the next WWE superstar? Maybe. Maybe not. But you know what? There's somebody sitting in a locker room somewhere across the industry going to be the next guy. Tyler Black, yeah. a.k.a. Seth Rollins, is carrying the WWE title today. And he was an indie darling sitting on the inter- sitting out there you know, several years ago before the WWE. And so was Joe got. at some point. I can't, I can't imagine Joe not at some point coming to the WWE and, right. uh, and picking it up at some point. Well, with that, I want to say thanks again, everybody. It's been a ple- it's been a pleasure. It's been a blast. It's always fun to talk a little bit with Mark here. Look at, look out for us. We're going to be hitting you guys with some Ace in the Hole, some Mark effects, some right after wrestling, and the new the the new segment there. The one the where I, I know lowdown. I'm looking extremely for. I'm looking forward to. I'm very passionate about that. It's going to be it's going to be a really solid uh, interview. You're passionate about it. I knew. No, yeah, you know that's 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 our baby there, Mark. You know, and uh, we're gonna we're gonna we're gonna we're gonna drive that. That's gonna be the huge selling point here for you guys. Come out, 
they're going to share our information. We're going to share theirs. So whoever you hear on this call, support them. Go out when you hear where they're wrestling. I can tell you right now, Drake Evans has a show coming up at In Your Face Wrestling. He's their defending world heavy. He's their defending heavyweight champion, and he's going to be wrestling Ricky Dominguez. Sounds out like at, it's uh, going to be an in, interesting match. In Your Face Wrestling for a rematch for the title. And uh, Drake Evans is actually, I do know he's come back off of a back surgery with last year, so it's a pretty impressive return to the uh, top for him. Yeah, so I'll look forward that, to yeah. talking over the next couple of days, weeks, and getting that podcast out there for everybody. But they're going to be having a show on May 23rd in uh, somewhere in New York. I will get the exact location, get you guys out there, the website and stuff, and tweet out that information. You know, so if we ever get that, lucky enough, well, maybe we're going to be able to go to one of these shows and maybe either do a podcast from there or at least get a chance to talk to some people from there and be able to talk about it one of these days on the false finish. Yeah, I mean, it's something we good should discuss me. at some point. Definitely. But now, with that said, this is Ace Alexander with the false finish. And everyone sitting at home, remember to leave it all in the ring until the final bell. And final or not, remember that nothing is written in stone except for the fact that the words nothing is written in stone are written in stone in front of Northshire Books in Saratoga Springs. Good night out there. Whatever you are. Okay, so are we... Hey guys, it is Ryan. I'm not sure if you know this about me, but I'm a bit of a fun fanatic when I can. I like to work, but I like fun too. It's a thing. And now the truth is out there. I can tell you about my favorite place to have fun. Chumba Casino. They have hundreds of social casino style games to choose from with new games released each week. You can play for free anytime, anywhere and each day brings a new chance to collect daily bonuses. So join me in the fun. Sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW group. Void prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus.